Well, hello, and welcome back to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio by everybody's favorite baby cockatiel, Murray. And the rest of the flock is up in the bird room tonight. I'm still trying to get the studio put a little bit back together with their play stands and stuff. Murray's running around on top of the recording booth, so it's not too big of a deal. And then he lands on my head other than that. So <laughs> he's good. But yeah, until I have a good spot for the budgies to play, I guess they're going to hang out in the bird room. And it's just you guys and us guys tonight. So I had some material prepared that I wanted to cover, but I decided to scrap that. In fact, I had started recording that a couple of times and a few things have come up and it's just been on my head and I decided to take things in a little bit different direction. And tonight I really want to address the problem of being an animal lover of any sort. It doesn't matter if it's birds or if it's dogs or cats or ferrets or whatever. You're going to run into this. I don't know what is wrong with the world these days. I noticed a huge, huge huge shift in mentality when COVID hit and then we had lockdown and it seemed like right about that time they were frustrated, they were at odds, whatever with the situation and things took a little bit of a darker turn with pretty much all social media as far as what I was seeing anyway and a lot of my friends have seen the same thing. The negativity ramped up to unreal levels and a good example was I had been in a group where it was a led by a celebrity and they would post like food for thought and interesting articles and stuff. And people would comment and it was kind of this social group. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Well, it seemed like the sour mentalities would just sit in there and wait for something to attack. And I ended up leaving the group because people got so mean towards each other and everybody. I was posting friendly, upbeat comments like, hey, wow, what a great story. I, I'm glad it worked out for everyone involved. And people would just go bonkers with the attacks and the verbal nonsense and why I shouldn't feel that way about an endearing story. I mean, it was crazy. It, the logic was out the window. And I don't think a whole lot has changed when it comes to a lot of bird groups. In the past week, I have quit a whole bunch of Facebook groups. I should have listened to myself a long time ago when I was in some groups and people were getting really nasty with each other. And the moderators don't do anything. Like, they won't let you post a link for any helpful reason whatsoever because there's a rule against posting links of any sort. But apparently you can shred other people in the group. I don't get it. I really don't get it. So the one thing I've learned with podcasting is that you have to have a little bit of a thick skin if you're going to be out on social media or especially if you're a creator or you're presenting any kind of information. You got to have a tough skin because people will attack. Where there is a YouTube channel or a Facebook group or a podcast or anything, there will be haters. It's just in the human psyche to do this. You're going to have good people and bad people. I don't know why some people have to ruin everything for everyone else, but I was in a rather large pigeon rescue group. 
And I like being in there, even though I don't keep pigeons, because I thought it was really cool what people were doing when they would find a pigeon in need. I mean, pigeons are like these birds that the general populace doesn't like, right? And to me, it was very heartwarming to see people being so passionate and kind to birds that really needed help. Well, this past week, somebody posted a picture and a question about a particular breed of pigeon. And oh my gosh, holy cow, the angry, mean, spirited comments came out, the bullies came out, and if you don't agree with them, you're evil. Oh my gosh, you're evil. Then I saw another one today in another bird group where someone just posted a question. In fact, they were braced and prepared for the onslaught of verbal abuse. And in their post, they put parameters. I did not breed this bird. I do not condone this. I do not do this. I am curious because I adopted this bird in need. And I won't get into it because I don't want it to turn into that discussion. However, no matter how short and to the point the post was, and that this person stated that they adopted the bird so that it could have a good home, the level of verbal abuse was over the top towards this person. I couldn't believe it. Well, I mean, I could believe it, but I couldn't believe it. So I guess I just wanted to switch gears on this episode a little bit because it's out there. It happens. And for all of you newbies to any kind of Facebook group or social media that focuses on an animal or a type of animal, you're going to run across this. When I was in dog groups, oh my gosh, they were horrible. I had ferrets for a very short span of time in my life. I will never have ferrets again. But during that span of time, I was in ferret groups. I swear to God, they were the worst. Holy cow. I think the cuter the animal, the worse <laughs> people behave. I don't know. I'm not really sure why people need to be this mean-spirited and hateful towards each other, particularly in groups meant for animals that we all share a love of. But it exists. Brace yourself. It's out there. And it's to the point now, especially after this week, where I just exited groups. I just didn't even want to be a part of it. I kept seeing it in not the same group. It was several different groups. Yeah, you know, if you're trying to do the right thing and trying to find information on the pet that you just acquired or that you're thinking about acquiring, I am going to say, as things stand nowadays, Facebook is getting to be a very, very, very toxic environment, generally speaking. Now, if you stay within your own circle, your own little group of friends, whatever, and you're just not getting involved with the toxic people, hey, that's cool. And I'm not going to tell anyone, don't go to Facebook, don't do this, don't do that. I'm just saying, kind of brace yourself and be prepared, because if it's on Facebook, you're going to run into it. I personally, at this point in time, recommend taking any kind of Facebook group with a grain of salt, tread lightly and sit in there and observe for a while. Read the questions that people post, and then read the answers that people comment on those posts. Sometimes you may learn a lot. Other times, not so much. One thing that's a, a negative about Facebook groups for any kind of animal, it gets very misleading because 
there could be experts in that group or not, but when it comes to animals in particular, there is always going to be a rather large percentage of people in that group that have been keeping that type of animal for 10 years, 20 years, their whole life, whatever the case is, and they are self-proclaimed experts. They've been doing it this long so they know, and you don't know if they actually know what they're talking about. They could be just lucking out and keeping their animals alive and housing them in the worst ways possible. They could have miserable pets. You don't know. So the first thing I want to say is if you do join Facebook groups with an amped up positive attitude that you're going to learn and you want in there because it might make you a better bird owner or whatever the case is, just be aware a lot of times bullying will happen. And the moderators may not do a damn thing about it because they may be so burned out on that group or it's getting to be so big that they're just not reading all the posts and nobody's complaining about the troublemakers. That happens a lot. There was one really big, huge budgie group I was in. This astounds me. Now, most groups are going to have a no-posting rule that says you cannot self-promote. No matter what it is across the board, you cannot self-promote. The reason they do that, you cannot post your YouTube channel links, you cannot post your business, you cannot post your personal Facebook group links, anything, because they don't want it to turn into like a, a billboard for other people right? They don't want it to be some sort of obnoxious marketplace because once that opens up, you're going to get all kinds of posts that have nothing to do with that group and all sorts of nonsense going on and it gets out of control really quick. So they have to have rules. But in this one budgie group had like 16,000 members or something, I actually wrote to the moderators and there was a few of them and I said, hey, I'm not selling anything. I'm not making any money but I did start up a podcast directed at parrots as pets, mostly, but any kind of pet bird or any kind of bird that you keep as a pet. And I want it to be a community-minded project and a place for sound information. May I post a link or may I give you a link so that you could post it? Or can I mention it? Oh no, I kind of got banned from that group for simply asking privately, could I present this? Here's what it is. I'm not selling anything. I got completely booted from that group. So you don't know how other people are thinking. You don't know how they perceive things. And a lot of times it seems to me that because of all the riffraff that has the potential to get into a group and because they set up the rules like no posting, no self-promotion, all this, they take it to such an extreme that like all logic is out the window. And if you ask a question, you're at fault and a troublemaker for simply politely asking a question. I don't get it, but it's a thing and it happens and don't take it personally. So with that said, I did a little bit of research on the why. Why is this happening? Why are people so mean to each other on Facebook? especially in groups designed for something that we're so passionate about. Pretty much everyone that I've ever met 
that has a pet bird and loves their bird or birds, they are so incredibly passionate about it, it's over the top. But we have to be mean to each other in our species, right? So it makes no sense. I don't know why people have to be this way. But I did find some answers, and I think it's good to arm ourselves with a little bit of logic and a little bit of information. That way, if you do decide to venture into some Facebook groups or something, and you do get blasted, you'll have a little bit of ammunition on your end of things to keep you from taking it personally and getting angry over it and things like that. So one of the biggest things is people are anonymous in these groups, and that gives them bravery. The word I'm looking for is de-individuation, meaning you are really not an individual. So it kind of strips off that sense of decency. There's also no repercussions for your actions when you're mean to people in these groups and when you say horrible things or you attack or whatever. And a lot of times that gets swept under the rug simply because maybe nobody's aware that it's happening. The group's too big too many comments going on, whatever, they can't keep up. But also there's just some like weird social anomalies going on, like swarm mentality. One person attacks, a whole bunch of people jump on that bandwagon. And it's kind of thought that maybe that's because these people are all kind of like-minded on a concept. And so if someone is not like-minded, attack the out group. You know, that's real common in human beings. That's a real common behavior in human beings. You have an in-group and an out-group, and they attack each other. There's no logic, but we have to attack. Oh my gosh. There has to be drama. Some people are just geared to start drama. Other people may have just had a bad day, and they're taking out their aggressions on total strangers because their home life is dysfunctional to the point stress is high and they can't fight in their own little home situation, so they just project it on others. That happens too. We also have this whole thing where we're typing and then the comment or the question gets read later, but nobody can see facial expressions, body language. They can't hear the tone of your voice, so there's a lot of misinterpretations that happen. Some people's reading skills aren't as good as others. Maybe they get in a hurry and they just catch part of it. They don't expand the entire post to read everything that was posted. And they just react to the first part of it or whatever. There's all kinds of weird reasons that this behavior, this negative behavior happens. And I think we're going to keep seeing it. It's becoming bad habit for a lot of people. And I see it in... YouTube, stuff like that. Sometimes people just cannot allow anyone to have a decent little video out there or anything enjoyable. They have to stomp on it. They have to ruin everyone's fun. So really, if you happen to be someone and you catch yourself wanting to engage in this kind of combative attack behavior, take a step back, ask yourself, why am I about to say this snarky mean thing? Read the post again. Make sure that you got everything in context and you didn't misinterpret something. Maybe it's not a group you should be in. Maybe it's okay to just ignore that one. If someone's doing something really harmful or really wrong or whatever, there's always better ways to go about saying something or commenting. We can do this and be nice to each other, people. It really pains me to know that people in a community full of birds 
where we love the birds, are so willing to hurt each other. It's so difficult to watch this. I just exit the groups. I don't even want to be there anymore. I don't even want to see it. I don't like to see people do it to each other. I don't like to have it done to me. And although it doesn't hurt me, they don't know me personally. They don't know anything about me. Most of the time you can tell that these people don't even know what they're talking about. They're just being combative to be combative. But if you start seeing this in a group, I really believe the moderators need to know who's causing problems. And I really think there's value in if you do feel like leaving a group like that, write to all the moderators and say, hey, you know, this group was great in theory, but I'm tired of being bullied. And this is not information sharing anymore. This is just gatekeeping and fear-mongering or bullying. Bring it to the attention that, to the people that need to hear it and then leave. <laughs> this day and age, if you're going to engage in Facebook groups, make sure that it's a group that is dedicated to learning and not allowing bullying and they're helping people be a better bird owner. One of the rules I go with is if it's lost, it's fun, and it becomes a stressful place to go visit, or you find yourself getting agitated and worked up, it's probably best to just exit that group and don't look back. You're not getting anything productive out of it, and you're not contributing anything productive, so just, just exit. Find a better way. Find a different way to chill out and get your information. Listen, Facebook can be a great place to find some really good resources and groups, but the further we march into the future, the more I'm seeing a lot of toxic behaviors, a lot of bullying, and a lot of just bad information to start with. Facebook is a fun place. It should be a fun place. It should be a great place to make connections and have friends, but it's also getting to be a place where people take their aggressions out on everyone else. So involve yourself in the truly helpful groups. If you find that you just don't want to be there, if you get into the group, people answering you is agitating you, it's not helpful, don't waste your time there. You're much better off just getting on the internet, doing some really good Google searches, and reading. Be a little discerning. And don't just go by the first website that comes up. And when you do a Google search, make sure on your search results, you notice which ones say sponsored. If it says sponsored, that's a paid advertisement for a company. Try to look for articles that have been written by veterinarians, by people in bird associations, people that have been doing this for a long time, breeders that are reputable. There's people that are doing a knock-up stellar job at breeding birds, and they're being exceptionally responsible about it. And there's people that are the polar opposite of that. You have to be a little bit on your toes, think a little bit logically, and don't just jump into the first thing that you see or the first person that answers your questions. You also need to compare information. Just because you get one answer doesn't mean it's a right answer. And it is really hard these days to sometimes sort all that out. So be picky. I don't know what the perfect answer is. I really don't. But also on social media, you can't trust the information. It's not necessarily going to be good information. I was doing a search for some cockatiel knowledge. I wanted to find out 
a little bit more about these. I had some obscure questions and I thought, hmm, I wonder if anyone's ever posted a YouTube video about it. So I typed it in and it brought up a whole bunch of videos for my search and there was one that seemed to be a good match for the answer, right? Well, it turns out this video is made by some sort of popular influencer that does obnoxious fashion stuff, right? It, it's not even like mainstream. It's just kind of like their own thing. But they have a good sized following. And in one or two of their videos, they posted that they had a bird and people asked questions about it. So they decided to put together an informative video on how to have a cockatiel as a pet. And while they were doing some stuff really spot on with the diet and the interactions, they were completely bombing out in other areas of general cockatiel care. And if I was a complete newbie and I had watched that video, it would have been very easy to be like, oh, well, this major popular influencer is out here saying this about cockatiels. They're probably very knowledgeable because they know everything about fashion. I sure follow them for fashion. So I'm going to believe everything they said in this one video that was posted two years ago about their one pet cockatiel. <laughs> and sometimes I think it's just laziness. So bad information gets perpetuated because nobody wants to spend more time doing research on a topic that they're passionate about. I don't know why. What I'm trying to tell you is take things with a grain of salt and look at more than one resource. And also, uh, just one final thought on this whole topic is there are a lot of channels out there that are helpful and they get extraordinarily popular. There are YouTube celebrities out there now. There are people presenting themselves as bird experts and they're very popular, but they're not bird experts. And you have to take that with a grain of salt. It's always good to check every resource and not just one. I'm not going to use any names, but there is a very, very, very popular bird channel out on the internet that is supposed to have been, I thought, a focus on how to teach tricks to your birds and tame your birds and things of that nature, behavior kinds of things. And these people, while very knowledgeable on bird behavior, are not bird experts, nor are they highly educated in bird nutrition but they tout themselves as such, and they have an enormous following. But if you sit and watch some of their videos, they don't know the first thing about some of the species of birds they're interacting with, and they're going by assumptions only. So even the experts out there may not know everything. You may get some really good information in a certain area of knowledge from some people, and then you need to completely disregard everything else they're doing. These people were trying to do a presentation on a cockatiel that was the biggest dumpster fire presentation on cockatiel training I have ever seen. Yet all of the people were singing their praises and oh my gosh, you would think they had known everything about cockatiels when actually it's kind of the opposite. I was under the impression they really begrudgingly did it because the fan base wanted the content. That's not cool either. When you get too big for your ego, 
to the point what you started out as saying you're an expert in has progressed into being an all-around expert and you're not, there's a problem with that too. So here again, people, be discerning. Be picky about the information you take in and double check everything, triple check everything. Check several different resources. Do Google searches on those resources. All sorts of stuff is out there. You've got to be discerning. And then on top of it, one of the biggest battles in America these days is the fact that when it comes to the pet food industry in general, there are no standards. There are no nutritional standards for animals or pets in this country, and anybody can manufacture a pet food and legally write on the label, nutritionally balanced, nutritionally complete, and they're not. They can be food that will destroy the health of your animal, and you would never know. And we as Americans in particular are so trusting of everything that's put on a label of a product that we will engage in it and then we will defend that to the death just because we use it so it has to be right. Ugh, this whole pet industry is such a mess. I really want to make a difference, people. I really want to make a difference. So I promise you that everything that I present here, to my knowledge, will be sound information and as accurate as possible. But I invite everybody who listens to this podcast to double check my work too. And if you do find mistakes in any of my presentations, I want to know about it so that I can correct it and get the right information out there. Another strange anomaly I have run across with bird people is ever since I had Talon and Kendra on talking about pigeons, I've reached out to some bird rescues. I either don't hear back or or in the case of a local bird rescue where I live, I actually went in and talked to an employee and I said, hey, I just started up a bird podcast and I'm really dedicated in presenting truthful and sound information. One of my main goals with this podcast is to, you know, be kind of a support system for the bird shelters out there, the bird rescues out there, encourage people to adopt from the rescues and keep birds in such a way that we keep birds from overrunning the rescues. So I kind of presented this and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for guests to be on the show. I really want to promote the rescues. I want to promote good information. Um, would anyone here be interested? I got the biggest deer in headlights look like, why would we want to be promoted and why would we want to be on a podcast? I reached out to another <laughs> shelter that's local in my state and I said, hey, I would really like to work with you guys and put you on and put you as a focus on this and let's get some information out there. Nothing, nothing, not a response, nothing. And then there is a third that I just kind of put some feelers out and here again, no response. It was almost like a door slammed shut. So, hey, you know what? I'm not going to give up on the rescues. I'm going to keep trying, but I'm three for three right now, and I'm not really sure what the general consensus is, but what I'm thinking is that podcasting is still kind of one of those scary words to people. They don't know what it is, and they, they're scared to check it out. So I'm not really sure what the disconnect is between trying to reach out to bird rescues and 
promote them and try to do good things for them, but apparently podcasting is a very scary thing to people, I guess. I don't know. And I think I just really want to conclude by saying birds should be making our lives better. They should be making us happier. They should be bringing a ray of sunshine into our lives. So let's not get all pissed off at each other about them, okay? We have something in common with the love that we have for these animals. And new information is being discovered every day. Old information is being kicked to the curb, but then we don't know which is which, right? So let's not beat each other up when we have a wrong moment, and let's lift each other up when we have a right moment. That's the only way that we're all going to do it right from the get-go. And then last, but absolutely not least, if there's a particular area of animals or pets or birds or something that you are really, really adamant about, you're really fired up about it, you're very passionate about this one thing, whatever it is, there's better ways than attacking people. You're gonna win more flies with honey than with vinegar. And if you need to get a point across because you, you really feel that it really needs to be known and absorbed, there's better ways to do it than by being abrasive, mean, and toxic about your approach. So let's try to find the best possible ways to get information out there, to educate people about their pets, to educate ourselves about our pets, and make the world a better place. That's the ultimate goal here. Make the world a better place. Don't contribute to the problems. I don't know about all of you, but that's why I keep pet birds, is to help keep my stress levels low and make my life better. My birds make me a better person. Why don't we focus on a little bit of that positivity for a while? There's nothing to be lost and everything to be gained. So keep that in mind as you forge forth with your week and as you join those Facebook groups or you engage in those Facebook groups, stay in the good ones, ditch the toxic ones, have fun with your birds, and by all means, be your own scholar with this stuff and do your research and do everything to the best of your ability for your little feathered friends. They're going to love you for it, I promise. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.